Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Romans. Today is episode 570. Look at Romans chapter 16, verses 17 through 20. Let's read our passage. Now I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who create divisions and obstacles contrary to the teaching that you learned. Avoid them, because such people do not serve our Lord Christ with their own appetites. They deceive the hearts of the unsuspecting with smooth talk and flattering words. The report of your obedience has reached everyone. Therefore, I rejoice over you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and yet innocent about what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. This is Paul's letter to the church in Rome. Paul's sending this letter to Rome in advance of his expected visit there. He's trying to lift up the church, help the church, provide them some background to the gospel, but also prepare things for his visit. He's wrapping up his letter to the Romans here in chapter 16. He's ended his greetings, and now he's given a a warning. Verse 17, Now I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who create divisions and obstacles contrary to the teaching that you learned. Now, there may not be any actual problem with this in Rome at this point, because he hasn't dealt with it at all in the letter. He really spent a lot of time dealing with the tension between the Jews and the Gentiles. He was trying to just get them to have a common understanding and and mutual love and regard for one another and cut each other some slack and and try to get along. He had accused anybody of being a false teacher. Had there been false teachers in the church, I think he would have dealt with them. So he's not really saying there's people in your church you need to exercise discipline on and force out or people who are creating problems. It doesn't seem like there is that yet. But... It has happened in so many churches, and with the church in Rome being the church of the capital city, it's a it's a prime target for some people to come and try to cause some trouble. So he's just telling them to be on the lookout, be on the watch. Don't be surprised if this happens. And he brings up two concerns, division and false doctrine. So those who create divisions and those who have obstacles contrary to teaching that you've learned. And he says, avoid them, because such people do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. They deceive the hearts of the unsuspecting with smooth talk and flattering words. There are two things at work here. One is their their motives are selfish. It's for themselves. And they're deceiving. Now, who are these potential troublemakers? There's two primary ideas of who they would be. There would be a group called the Gnostics. These are a group who believe they have special knowledge. And their big push was a kind of a libertine approach that you're, you're free from any constraints. The, the body can do what the body wants to do. It doesn't matter. All that matters is spiritual. So they're throwing out basically all ideas of morality and proper behavior. And they had the special secret inside knowledge. The other group, are the Judaizers. And we've seen them before. We saw them at play in Galatia and in Corinth, where the people who are Jewish Christians are taking the position that you have to become a Jew in order to really be a Christian. And you have to follow the 
Mosaic Law. So either of those groups are likely to show up in Rome and cause trouble. Create divisions, lead people astray. So be careful, watch out for them. And here's how you'll know them, that their, their primary allegiance is, is not to the Lord, but to themselves. And they're teaching things that are flat wrong. Paul dealt with this in 2 Corinthians with these super apostles. Verse 19, he says, The report of your obedience has reached everyone. Therefore I rejoice over you, but I want you to be wise about what is good, and yet innocent about what is evil. So he's, he's given them uh, some good words here. We've heard you've been obedient. We've heard that things are good there, but people might show up to take advantage of you. So be wise about what is good. So know what is good. Be innocent about what is evil. That is, don't get engaged in evil. Be innocent. This kind of goes along with what Jesus said in Matthew 10, 16, where he said, be wise as serpents, innocent as doves. In verse 20, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. So there's a, an expectation of deliverance by God and then a final benediction for them. Now it says the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Well, what about Satan? Well, any of this is Satan's doing. Satan targets churches. Satan wants to create division in churches, and Satan wants to lead churches astray with false teaching. And so any of this at work is Satan's work. It's Satan's behind it. And so this is this a promise for something immediate that the false teachers show up, God will step in and crush them? Or is this more of a look toward the end times? I think it's probably both that uh, Paul's saying that God will protect you. God will strengthen you to be able to deal with the problems as they crop up. But also, in the end, God is going to wrap it all up and finish it. These are appropriate warnings for any church at any time, in any place. As I said, the church is a target of Satan. If Satan can cause a church to be messed up internally because of divisions, that church is not going to be very much engaged in doing the work of the Lord. And it's not a very attractive place for people to want to come to. Who wants to go to the church that's just always fighting with each other? People don't go to church to fight. And so divisions are a prime target of Satan. That if he can get people fighting against each other, then he's accomplished a great deal. So we've always got to be guarding against divisions, against people fighting with each other in the church. Unity is something that the Lord desires and expects. So there's always this call to unity. We, that was the big thing with the Romans, with this tension between the Gentiles and the Jews, is Paul's really calling for unity. He's saying, okay, you guys who are strong, the weak, they may have to be off a little bit in their doctrine, but it's not really hurting anything. So don't make it a bigger deal than it needs to be because unity is important. Where if they devolved into just fighting over this and the church splitting, then Satan has basically incapacitated that church. So how do you guard against divisions? Well, one, you really work hard at it. And you 
try to engender honest love for one another. Because when you really, really care about each other, it's easier to cut each other some slack when things go wrong. Because we're always going to step on each other's toes or poke each other in the eye accidentally or say things in, in ways that are wrong, where we just say the wrong thing because we're thoughtless and, and, and say insensitive things and people's feelings get hurt. And so be quick to mend those problems, to admit wrongdoing and extend forgiveness. And if you already have good, strong relationships, it's, it's a lot easier to cut each other some slack and repair damages as, as it happens. So work to build good, strong relationships. And make sure our primary allegiance is to the Lord. Because if we are, we're both aligned with the Lord, then that's a higher level than just our own feelings and perceptions about things. And so it's harder to get offended when my identity is in God versus my identity is all wrapped up in me and how I look. So try to build strong relationships with one another and our primary allegiance is to God. Our identity is in the Lord. And then be very careful about doctrine. Oh, wait a minute. When I was talking about the differences between the Jews and the Gentiles in Rome, we said don't let doctrine become such a big deal. Doctrine that didn't matter a lot, don't make it a big fight. It's not that it doesn't matter. It does matter. But it's not something to fight over. It's something to bring people along with gently. The doctrine that does matter is doctrine that leads with things like salvation. You can't let that go because you've got to be clear about doctrines of the gospel itself, about the issue of salvation because that's central to people coming to Christ. If you're not sure how people come to Christ, then hey, people probably aren't coming to Christ. And so be very careful about doctrine. And how do you guard against false doctrine? You know the Bible. You don't need to study all the various false doctrines. You need to know the Word of God. And then when something comes up contrary to that, you recognize, say, hey, that's not right. And, and you deal with it as a church. And so as a church, how do you guard against, you don't have these itinerant preachers coming in, maybe you do, but things like material you use for Bible studies. Be very careful what you're bringing into your church, what you're bringing into your small groups, what you're bringing into your Bible study groups as far as a material, because some of it's got some real problems with it. So you need to be very sensitive about what you're bringing in that you're not actually bringing false teaching into your church through material that's been prepared. Just because somebody wrote a book and it got published doesn't mean it's right. So be very careful about that sort of thing. Don't need to be paranoid, but you do need to be vigilant. So guard against divisions and guard against false doctrine. That's the admonition that Paul gives to the Roman church, but it's an admonition that's applicable to every church everywhere at every time. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Romans.